everyone, welcome back. It's Brett Titus with another episode of the Dog Disruption Podcast. Here today with, uh, of course, the usual crew. We got Leslie and Adam, the producer, here to uh, get our show on and up and running today. How's it going, Brett? I'm doing great, especially since uh, we're here with a very, very special guest in studio. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this show. Uh, this guy's had a huge impact on, on so many lives and, and also, uh, you know, really is, is part of the dog world as well. So this is really cool to, to have this uh, episode being recorded. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, prepping for this, I, I have to be honest with you. I thought, okay, where, where do you start? Uh, when you look at uh, this man's resume and the things that he's accomplished, it's, it's almost mind boggling. So listeners, I am very proud to introduce and, and having, us, uh, having him join us here in studio today is Mr. Dave Lineker. Dave, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. So I, again, your resume, it's, it's absolutely incredible for those of you, most of you probably know who Dave is, uh, of course, world renowned, uh, uh, businessman. He is the chairman and co-founder of one of the greatest companies in the country. And that's Remax. Uh, that's only one part of the things that you've done. I know you're a Vietnam vet. You're a, a true warrior, big supporter of police and military, uh, NASCAR driver, uh, the list goes on and on. I don't know. I don't know how you do it. It's been a fun life. I'm sure. I'm sure. Adventure, fun, fun to say the least. But one of the things that we we have you on today is because I've noticed over the years that, uh, oh gosh, we've been friends now, what, seven years coming up on, and you are 100% dog lover. You are so good with your dog, Max. And that's what we want to talk about today is how you got to bond with him and how you got to uh, um, have him in your life. And it's a real special story because Max is an incredible dog combined with you and your incredible wife and your incredible family. That's what we want to talk about today. Well, it's a fun topic to talk about. For sure. The, uh, I grew up on a farm in Indiana and uh, we had dogs uh, my entire life. And uh, as I grew into adulthood, uh, had my own family, my own children, and we always had dogs in the household. We had a marvelous golden retriever, uh, just probably one of the most amazing dogs I've ever met. And we had him for 14 years. He attended Remax conventions and meetings all over the world. Well-trained, well-behaved. Uh, everybody fell in love with him. He was in TV commercials. <laughs> and so we started breeding him and giving franchisees the pick of the litter. Then there was so much demand, we just bought the whole litters. <laughs> and so over a period of several years, we gave a hundred of his pups wow. uh, throughout the world. And uh, he lived uh, 15, and the last of his pups just passed now at age 15. Wow, that's a legacy. That's amazing. What, um, if you will, share with the audience... Um, what happened to you? I know you went through some really rough times physically and you had what one in a million chance of surviving and I'll be darned you did. So if you'd share that with us and, and uh, let the audience know uh, what a fighter you are. And then that brought Max into your life. Well, I'd been putting off back surgery for about two years. Uh, my surgeon was outstanding. He said, I don't want to cut you until we absolutely have to. The end result was two years into it. Uh, I was on a business trip, called my secretary and said, this is very painful. It's not going to work. Please set an appointment for my back surgery. And that night uh, I went to sleep. 
I was supposed to give a seminar to 1,500 uh, sales associates the next morning. And at 2 in the morning, woke up paralyzed from the waist down. Wow. I wasn't terribly concerned. <clears throat> I had felt maybe it was a herniated disc, uh, just had some pressure someplace. Uh, but it was incredibly painful. Uh, got on a corporate jet, went back to Denver, checked in the ho- or hotel, <laughs> checked into the, the hospital at 5 a.m. I couldn't handle the pain any longer. And uh, they shot me up with some morphine, helped a little bit. I figured it's Sunday morning. Well, Monday I'll be operated on, home by the end of the week. Jeez. Uh, it didn't quite work that way. Within an hour and a half or so, I went into toxic or septic shock. Uh, all of my organs uh, shut down. They had to put me on a breathing machine, rush me into intensive care, uh, where they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. Uh, about three days into it, the test results came back, indicated I had uh, MRSA, a type of a staph infection that invaded my spinal column mm. and then the rest of my body. Uh, apparently, it came from Agent Orange, wow. that a lot of Vietnam vets with a strong immune system, were not affected by Agent Orange until about age 65 or 70. <coughs> and then it released as havoc. Um, and you had spent how long in Vietnam? I was uh, over on four different trips. Okay. But uh, the interesting aspect was uh, about two weeks into it, I flatlined uh, the pressure on my heart from the swelling of my lungs and so on. Uh, they had to do CPR, had to yank everything out of my throat, which is why I have the vocal cords I've got. Uh, they did CPR, but I'm still alive. And over the next two months, uh, they gave up hope and said, uh, it's time for hospice. Uh, my family and my friends would not allow it. And there was a, uh, uh spinal, uh, brain injury, uh, world famous hospital in Denver, called Craig Hospital. Sure, sure. And so Craig actually had never taken an intensive care patient before. They always wait until you've healed enough, then they try to teach you how to live with whatever your disability is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, they took a big gamble on me. And so after the coma, I started coming out of it three or four months. Wow. Uh, had the mental ability of a six-year-old for a while. But unfortunately, I was a quadriplegic. My, uh, the, the cutting of my spine, several back surgeries, trying to take the uh, cyst bags off of my spinal column. Mm. And they had predicted a probably 98% chance that I would be paralyzed for life. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I was pretty determined and uh, I worked my way through it. Uh, I actually described it in a New York Times best-selling book, My Next Step. That's a great book. And uh, I was just totally dedicated. Uh, I'd been an adventurer my entire life. I knew how to set goals, and I said, I'll make it. I'll figure it out. <clears throat> uh, six to eight months flat on my back. Uh, you lose your sense of balance. Your inner ear dies. And a lot of people, even if they could walk again, can't because of the lack of balance. Sure. We worked very, very hard on that. When I left the hospital, I was still a quad, but uh, I went back five days a week for eight hours of physical uh, therapy. Well, along the the process is where the dog came in. Okay. 
I had uh, uh, a very, very good friend, Adam Contos. Mm-hmm. Obviously, all of you are good friends. And uh, he had a long hair German Shepherd that he would bring as a service animal to the hospital. And, of course, I couldn't pet him. I couldn't touch or anything at the time. Uh, but I was just mesmerized with how calm he was, how beautiful he was. And uh, unfortunately, uh, at that time, our last golden retriever had to be put down while I was in the hospital. Oh, sure. And so I asked my wife, how would you feel about a long coat? And she said, well, that'd be wonderful. I asked Adam. Adam contacted you. The search was on. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Then finally, uh, uh, I got out of the hospital. I started working with double crutches and braces and uh, just exercise nonstop seven days a week for almost 12 months. And that's when I got to meet Max. Awesome. Yep. And I'll never forget that day that um, Adam called me up and told me, of course, I knew who you were, but we had never actually met. And Adam had told me what you had went through. And Leslie and I, we don't, uh, we, uh, don't generally um, vend dogs or bring dogs in, but Adam said, this is, this is a special case. But once he had told me, all the things that you'd went through, I, I have to be honest, and I know we've talked about this, we were really skeptical about, boy, he wants that, a big dog with drive that's able to protect you, and I thought, wow, but Adam reassured me, and, and of course he was right, that no, this guy's a fighter, and he's going to take this dog, uh, take that bull by the horns, and it's going to work out, so Yep, we did. We put our feelers out and and used up every contact we had. We wanted to make sure and get you that perfect dog because it was so important to you, not just for your 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 physical well being, but your your mental as well. If you could share some of that with you, that the first time when you guys met, I'll never forget you. The look on both of your faces. Well, I had to have a lot of assistance to walk up the stairs and go into the house. And uh, we had a cameraman there. That's right. And uh, Max came in, 18 months old, a bit tentative, looking around at everybody. And you had had him, I think, about two weeks to try to get him acclimated. And, uh, uh, of course, he sniffed at uh, my wife, and she petted him. And I walked over and uh, got out of my crutches and on my hands and knees which kind of scared the hell out of you. <laughs> it did. <laughs> it was like everybody's saying, oh, he'll be an alpha over you. He's going to bite you. And I said, this dog knows I'm injured. He is not going to hurt me. That was amazing. And within a minute or two, I rolled him over on his back. We were laying on the ground together, snuggled and just becoming buddies. We went outside and uh, you were training uh, a lot of the uh, working dogs that mm-hmm. day. And so they set some chairs up, and Max was on a short le- uh, leash with us. And one of the big males came too close, and Max uh, just bristled. He backed up into Gail's knees mm-hmm. and went into an attack position, and he let that dog know, get the hell away from these <laughs> That's people. That's right. Yes, he did. <laughs> and, uh, and so we said, okay, this is great. And I said, well, thank you so much, and uh, got up and... Adam was helping with my crutches, and we went over the SUV, and I popped the uh, lid down and <laughs> told the dog up, and he jumped up, and you looked at me and said, what are you doing? That's right. and well, I we'd said, already fallen in love with Max at that point in, in, in only two weeks' time because he, he is that incredible. So to watch you walk away with him that quick, we were like, hey, wait a second. Well, not to mention the uh, very little training in him at that point, and we thought, well, 
where's this guy going? I thought, well, what are you going to do with this big dog? And I'll be darned, you sure did. And as you drove away, I think, uh, tell me I'm wrong here, but I think, uh, Leslie, we both teared up a little bit. We <laughs> did. Where's he going with our buddy? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was an amazing time. What a remarkable dog. But we got home. <clears throat> I had to still have nursing care come in to help care for me. Obviously, I couldn't get out and walk the dog right away. And so Leslie helped train three times a week uh, for almost forever now. <laughs> and uh, they've been best buddies. But what ended up happening with the dog was the dog was very sensitive to uh, the needs of both myself and my wife. Uh, she has a walking disability from an airplane crash. And obviously, I needed quite a bit of assistance. And the dog figured out very quickly about my balance problems. And uh, it's interesting that I still occasionally fall down, mm -hmm. no matter how much I exercise or how much therapy I get. It's just uh, the damage of being on your back for nine months is very difficult. Uh, he is able to sense the direction of my body, and I've never once fallen with him in hand. That's right. And he'll lean right up against me or whatever. And of course, uh, very early, uh, if I fell, uh, I couldn't get up, and uh, he was patient and strong enough that he would stand right beside me. I could grab a hold of his back. He would step forward and pull me up on my knees, and then I could use him as a stool and push myself up and get upright. Yeah. And so uh, we became inseparable. Mm -hmm. uh, he's within a foot of me basically 24 hours a day. Yeah. Uh, he travels every place. Uh, he did hit the lotto. Uh, yes, he came did. over from uh, Luxembourg. He travels in private jets and he goes on <laughs> houseboats and yachts and he goes to the finest restaurants and everything in the world. That's right. And there's no question that he's a service dog. So right, and well-deserved. Totally uh, has helped my attitudes. Um, no matter how strong you are, when you're a quadriplegic and you're thinking, will I, can I, what happens if I can never walk again? What's this going to be like? And uh, the two of us bonded incredibly close. And I don't think anybody's ever seen anything quite like it. I know. Not in our years of doing this. It, it is truly an amazing story. So it's fun to take him to REMAX conventions. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll have eight to 10,000 people in the audience. He walks straight out on the stage, lays down on my feet. I make my presentations. Uh, he's... <laughs> The biggest hit on the photo <laughs> yes. lines. Yes. Everybody wants their photo with him. Right. Not with him. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just added immensely to our life. And, of course, uh, we wanted to get some puppies. Mm -hmm. And uh, you uh, helped us find the, the right female. Uh, she was a German, of course, from Germany. Uh, we got eight marvelous pups. Beautiful dogs. Uh, and uh, the set, or eight pups. We're given to very, very close people to us, including Adam, including you guys. Yes, we're so blessed to have her, too. It's been and, great. And uh, they're just as smart as the father. Yeah. It's an amazing breeding line. And that's what I wanted to touch on. Uh, that story in and of itself is it, it, it is truly unbelievable. Unless you were to see these two together, you really can't grasp the, the bond that you guys have. And a lot of that is just mother nature. You cannot train that. And that's what's so special about service dogs and, and the dogs that you select for that capability is that is a mother nature given trait that, I mean, he is, he is incredibly obedient and incredibly disciplined, but 
that protection that he has, he does. You can see it that he knows that you and, and your wife need a little extra help, and he is always there to protect. Although, friendly, the friendliest dog you've ever seen. I've seen you guys amongst thousands of people and very loud uh, fireworks even on stage, and he's just there to protect you, but very social and very happy to be there. He knows his job, and that's something that isn't trainable. It's got to come from the heart. It's got to come from the passion that you had for him and from the time you met and what you've done with him to, to this date has been nothing short of, of miraculous. And let me ask Leslie, since you of course are the one that put the, the obedience work into Max, just touch on uh, when Dave came to you and said, Hey, this is what I want him to do. Where did you start? I started with the basics. Uh, the things that you asked for in the beginning, I thought to myself, that's going to take a while. And you said, you've got six weeks. And I said, I'll get it done. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was amazed within the first week how quickly he learned and responded to everything I wanted him to do. He's extremely intelligent. Dogs are amazing. Max is beyond phenomenal. And I am a little biased, but he is really incredible. He learns very quickly. Within six weeks, he was doing most everything that I would even ask my own police dog to do. So truly incredible. I spent a lot of time with Max. I'm lucky enough to still spend a lot of time with Max. I truly cherish that relationship. And every time we spend time together, it's a bonding time for us and it's a training time for us. But still at the end of every session, it's amazing to me how connected I am with him. But when he sees you, I don't even exist. <laughs> That's right. that, that is truly, uh, it's, I can't even describe, I can't even put into words what you just said, the, the relationship that you have with Max. It's uh, interesting in that if a stranger would approach me, <laughs> a man, he always stands up and stands between the two of us. If a strange woman I've not met before walks up to me, he stays laying down at my feet. He does the exact same thing with Gail. If a man walks up to her, and when uh, uh, he approaches, Max gets up and stands between them. Yeah. And if a woman comes up to her, she totally ignores it. Yeah. It's just, it's amazing. And then once Max accepts somebody, like we do a lot of fundraisers here at the house for charities, and we'll have 500 people here, and that uh, I never even have to think about him. He's off leash, and once people come in and he sees these are supposed to be here, he moves from person to person. He'll always be watching, where am I at? And he'll come to me immediately if I look at him. But uh, he is so patient and friendly with people, mm -hmm. and yet he has his own quirks. Yep. Uh, I have a friend who has five of the most marvelous children in the world, and uh they just plop down on him. And they stick their fingers <laughs> yeah. in his ears. He's just sitting there patiently and mm -hmm. loving it up. Yeah. And I've got another friend that's a, got two kids that are brats. <laughs> they are brats. <laughs> and man, if they come near him, his back comes up and he growls a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell him, you can't get near the dog. Good he does judge not, of character. He, he does not like you. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's um, once again, uh, service animals, they do so much. For us they really do and we've seen max uh do it for you and gail and and since i've known you both um it's been really amazing to watch what uh, how how happy you are around max but i want you to know also that that's a two-way street um yes he did hit the lotto but 
the true love and passion that you have for those guys, that is truly your best friend and cannot thank you enough for everything you do for the dog world, for the police world, for the world in general. Dave, you're truly a hero to many of us and especially in the dog world. Thank you again for being here. Thanks a lot. Thanks for tuning in to Dog Disruption, your source for better dog training, obedience, systems, techniques, equipment, and stories. Hosted by Brett and Leslie Titus, SWAT and police canine handlers. Be sure to subscribe to the Dog Disruption Podcast wherever you get your podcast, and of course, leave a review. Also, don't forget to follow Dog Disruption on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also find us at dogdisruption.com. And as always, be a good dog.